10.07 on a Froster Buns Friday. Elon Musk. <laughs> I don't know why he bothers to do this, but he went up on uh, on X or Twitter uh, asking about whether or not he should uh, move uh, Tesla out of California. And uh, apparently uh, the vote, he said, uh, the public vote is unequivocal in favor of Texas. Tesla will move immediately to hold a shareholder vote to transfer a state of incorporation to Texas. <laughs> get out of get out of California. That's the that's the smart move for people with money. He ought to move X there too. He ought to completely abandon California. Man, what a financial hit that would be. Woo. Um there was a, uh, a story that I was looking at, uh, a, 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 a woman that uh, is an economist that I've uh, known for years, wrote a, a, a piece in the news, uh, in, at Reason Magazine, about the spending. Uh, she wrote, here's the headline, politicians need to stop pretending the national debt is sustainable. Uh, the reality raises questions about the kind of future we want to leave for our next generation. And she points out, as I have been, that we are in trouble. She wrote, when I first started paying close attention, the United States was essentially carrying a credit card balance of 40% of America's gross domestic product. Today, according to the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, that balance uh, hovers around 98%. Imagine credit card debt equal to your yearly salary, interest costs piling up, and more inevitable debt coming your way. Congress doesn't seem to mind, which party, uh, which partly explains why even optimist, uh, optimistic scenarios project the debt to soar to a staggering 180% within 30 years. That is an ugly, ugly uh, prognostication. Some people don't think it's a problem. They think that interest rates can remain perpetually low, but we know now that is not the case. We've just seen what happens. They've, they've increased it. That was uh, the foundation of a uh, theory called R versus G, which is the relationship between financing costs and economic growth. Here's the theory. If economic growth, G, outpaces debts financing costs, R, there's little to worry about. Unfortunately, uh, things fall apart when R uh, goes up. That's the finance, uh, financing costs. And it is. And I, I was going to give you the uh, more of those details, but then I, I, I ran across another story. America's debt spiral is nearing critical threshold. Uh, this is from Bloomberg. Um. The U.S. government has a serious spending problem. It's thrown money at military needs, roads, digging out of the pandemic, mostly using cash it doesn't have in the bank. Just like the rest of us paying off a loan, the government has to pay interest on what it borrows. Over the past decade, the interest payments have crept up. They're, they've become bigger and bigger a slice of federal spending, and soon... America will need to spend more each year paying off the debt uh, interest, just paying off the debt interest, than it spends on national defense. 
Uh, this reporter went to uh, uh, sources uh, at Treasury and in Congress and even went to some historians. No one can think of the United States ever being here before. Everyone agrees we have a problem. No one out there can agree on, you know, just where where the buck stops, how to fix it. Have you got any ideas? You're the ones paying it. We're the ones paying it. We're paying all these taxes. We are 34 plus trillion dollars in debt. The numbers are rising. How do you stop it? Have you have you got an idea on how to control this? I you know I, I've pointed out where the money is. I've pointed out where the spending is, and the spending is mostly in the social social programs and and in the um, the military, the Pentagon. But if you're one of those people who thinks we can't touch social social security, you can't touch Medicare, and you want to continue to support the U.S. military, and you think that's necessary, and you don't want to raise taxes, well, I'm curious. How do you get this under control? Or maybe you don't think it's a problem. Maybe I'm wasting my time telling you that this is a problem. Maybe you don't believe it. Maybe you think that the debt is not serious. So if, if you would, if, if, if you've got an idea about how to fix this, this uh, debt problem, I'd love to hear it. I'd like to know what your plan is, how you think we can control this national debt. Because it is out of control. Oh, and if that's not enough, we got this tax deal that the Republicans and the Democrats are are pushing through the child tax credit thing. (laughs) Oh, let's just keep spending. Let's just add to the debt problem. Because that's what they're doing. It's a it's a terrible deal. Um, I, I, if you've got kids, fine. You got to pay for them. I shouldn't have to pay for them, but apparently I do. And if you're poor and you keep cranking out kids, it costs me even more money. I'm not entirely uh, convinced that I'm getting my dollars worth out of your kids. Could you send them over to mow my lawn and cut the and, and uh, trim the shrubs? Maybe rake and clean it up a little bit. I mean, if I'm paying all that money, shouldn't your kids be doing something to you know, maybe uh, paint the house, clean the yard? That that would be good. I I would you know maybe that would help. We are now at $34,157,000,000,000. We've spent $157 billion. What's it been, Brian? Just a few weeks since we crested $34 trillion? Yeah, that sounds right. And now we're at $157 billion further in debt. Wow. We're doing a good job. Solutions? You got one? Share it. Tell me. How do you do it? 
800-529-5572. Frost your buns Friday, Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. 19 minutes after 10 o'clock on a Frost your buns Friday. Glad to have you with us. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. The national debt's going up. I keep hearing people, oh, no, you can't cut Social Security. You can't cut Medicare. You can't cut Medicaid. You can't cut the military. Well, how are you going to spend, how are you going to pay down this debt? It's unsustainable. It's just not sustainable. Can you raise, you can't raise taxes enough to cover the debt. There'd be nothing left of the market. There'd be no no new products, uh People wouldn't be able to uh, invest for their retirement. There'd be no money left. Uh, then, you know, as if we're not struggling enough, uh, there's this new bill that the House of Representatives is passing, and they think this is a great deal. The Wall Street Journal says uh, the bill is loosening uh, the net inter- uh, interest uh, deduction. Uh, in 2017, Republicans... Uh, who understood tax policy worked to tighten the internet uh, uh, the interest deduction to reduce the tax code's preference for debt over equity. Uh, the provision was implemented in 2022. They're undoing that with this new House bill, and they're sending out money to people who, who I mean, they're literally giving money to people who haven't earned it. And the uh, the income levels are astounding. The proponents are suggesting the overwhelming House vote entitles uh, uh, entitles the bill to speedy Senate consideration. But it's not a good bill. It's just going to increase our spending and increase our debt. It's amazing that we would be giving money to people who are making as much money as some of these people are making in this deal. This is just a lousy, lousy deal. The Republicans are going to vote for it. They're going to say yes. We can only only hope that the Senate gets locked up and it, it doesn't advance. It's a terrible deal. Uh, Diane just called in right now. Diane, good morning. Good morning, Sunshine. How are you doing? I am doing well. You got a solution for our problem? Yeah. Cut the salary of our president and everybody else. Take away their bells and whistles and make them live like we have to live. And and you think that'll somehow convince them to, to cut the spending on the social programs in the military? Well, I think that I think the military should not be cut because it's been cut enough. How's when it, when, hear, whoa, whoa, whoa! How's it been cut? Well, it hasn't been, but I mean, what they have been doing, you know. What I think that uh, when uh, I hear that people that are on social services and they make fifty-five thousand dollars a year, that's more money than I ever made when I was teaching school. And my salary was $25,000 a year. <laughs> and, you know, and that was just like maybe 10 years ago. And I'm living on $18,000 a year and I'm retired. Why can't these folks start to figure out how to live and cinch in the belt? You know, if you have kids, you're responsible. I'm not responsible. I, you're don't, not- oh, I don't want to be responsible for anybody's child. But, you know, 
they can figure it out if they would stop spending extra money. There's a way. You know, you have to be, uh, I'm going to use the word conservative with their money. You got food on the table and a roof over your head. That's all you need to start. This bill that the uh, Republicans are passing, uh, a partial uh, tax credit is available for uh, high-income taxpayers. They lose eligibility, get ready for this, Diane, above a certain income, depending on how many children they have, eligibility begins to phase out at $400,000 of modified adjusted gross income for married joint filers and $200,000 for single filers. That's cool. Huh? That's totally ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, uh, I'm from Missouri, uh, and uh, it just, I don't get it. I can't even fathom making that kind. If I made that kind of money, my goodness, we could do a lot of wonderful things. We could feed the homeless. We could help help the people that are having a hard time, opening our doors and bringing them in, feeding them, clothe them. $400,000? Shoot, if you can't live on that, you've got a problem. <laughs> you've got too many kids. All right, Diane, thank you. I, I appreciate the call, and, and uh, please do feel free to call back again. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. What's the difference between a tax credit and a refund? A credit is a dollar-for-dollar reduction in taxes. If you owe a tax bill of ten grand, uh, the $2,000 tax credit will reduce your liability by $8,000. The uh, proposed changes make more of the tax credit refundable. This means a family will receive a payment for the credit even if they have no tax liability. So they're not even paying into the system, and they're getting a check from you. And the aforementioned national debt, nobody's concerned about it? Apparently not in Washington. They think this all works. You'll be okay. Don't worry. This, the, 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 the can, we can kick it down the road forever. That's their mentality. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's just, it's just insane. Um, this video that has been, um, you know, I've seen it on Fox News seemingly all day long yesterday and uh, part of this morning. Uh, two police officers getting a snot kicked out of them by a bunch of uh, immigrants and uh, <laughs> the outcome is all, it's laughable. Uh, some of these uh, immigrants have already, they've left the state. They got on a bus and headed to California. I, uh, I would like to see them scooped up and removed from the country. I would take them, like, to someplace like the, the Cape of Good Hope, the, the, down at the very but maybe take them down to to the Arctic, the Antarctic. Bundle them up, give them something warm, and send them down there. You know, you want to get out of your your country. Here's here's a new place you can go. Something ought to be done with them. 
We ought to be able to get. I mean, they're beating up a cop. They, I guess, they stole one of the a uh, couple of cell phones. Uh, the 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 cops. These people have no respect. And then, the, and then the hubris of them to be flipping the bird at the media. I I would like to pack them up, put them on a slow boat to China. That was frustrating. Have you seen that video, Brian? Where they're the kids I have, yes. flipping the bird. Uh-huh. Yep. Did you notice they uh, blurred that out when they... Yeah, yeah. As if, huh, I wonder what sign that that was. Yeah, (laughs) I think you said you're number one. That Uh, must have been it. That must have been it. Uh, The U.S. Treasury Department is helping the Chinese organized crime transform American homes into drug dens. Again, it's big government doing things it has no business doing, and the Chinese uh, are taking advantage of it. I'll fill you in on that in a few minutes. Les is on. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. Uh, hope you talk about the shooting in Columbia tomorrow on your show. Uh, to, to stop the uh, uh, spending, whatever the budget deficit is per that year, it should be divided among the states proportionally per their representation, representatives. That's where the purse strings are, and each state ought to, t- ought to pay for what their representative is buying. That it? That's it. I'm going to stop there. You know I can rattle on, but I'm going to stop there. Hope you're talking about the shootings that, that are going on in Columbia. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Thank you, Les. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. David, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Uh, I'll tell you what, on these uh, migrants you were talking about, like in New York City, the problems, I wish I could win the lottery, and the first thing I'd buy is a parachute manufacturing company, and I'd round up these little characters and fly them over their to their favorite company and or country and, and uh, put them on. All right, you're you're breaking up, and I I can't uh, I can't get uh, the audio. David, thank you for the call. <coughs> Brian, do I have time to grab John's call? Yes. He's quick. All right. About a John, good morning. Morning, Gary. Um, so the easiest and simplest solution is just print the money. Quantitative easing. Pay off all the debts. Put the government debt back to zero. Have uh, hyperinflation. It'll kind of ruin everything for a minute, but, I mean, it sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> do that, but we've already done it. We've already spent the money. We've already made the commitment. We just haven't printed the money yet. Oh, that doesn't sound, uh, that doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't sound good, but it is, in my opinion, the way that they're going to force everybody into a central bank digital currency. They'll ruin the American dollar, which is already valueless. We just don't know it yet. And then they'll say, hey, to replace that, we got to go to this uh, Fed coin to fix the economy, and they'll shove everybody into that. <laughs> uh, not very promising. All right, John, thank you, sir. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Quick break. Got the news coming up. We got more news coming up, including the Russian uh, member of parliament that wants to put nuclear weapons in Cuba. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. <laughs> oh, God. 
It's uh, it's ten thirty five. We've been talking about the national debt, but I got to do this. Uh, a, a Connecticut principal is outraged after some boys in his high school ripped down a tampon dispenser that had been installed in the bathroom about 20 minutes after it was put up. Everyone else, on the other hand, thought it was absolutely hilarious. The feminine hygiene uh, product machine was installed in Brookfield High School boys' bathroom at about 9.30 a.m. on January 24th. By about 10 minutes uh, to 10, it had already been yanked off the wall and its contents dumped on the ground, presumably by high school boys, who found it ridiculous that someone had affixed a tampon dispenser to the wall in the boys' bathroom. The school said they put up the machine in accordance with state law that mandates free tampon machines must be placed in all girls' and gender-neutral restrooms uh, and at least uh, one boy's bathroom to accommodate non-binary transgender students, including girls who think they're boys, but who are still having periods. Because, well, in their minds, they're girls. I can see that. I, I would, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even a little surprised that in 10 minutes it comes down. Oh, you know, the, even if they didn't tear it down, since they're free, I'm surprised they didn't just vend them all out on the floor or something. Next thing you know, because I know boys, I'm telling you, adolescent boys, they will end up uh, opening them up and throwing throwing them in the in the toilet uh, where it will clog yes. uh, eventually because they'll put in like a dozen of them. Uh, but keep keep accommodating mental illness, government schools. That's just so stupid. We're talking about the national debt. I was trying to figure out uh, how you could uh, fix it if you're not willing to cut the spending and the social programs in the military. Uh, it, it, there really is no you, you can't raise taxes enough. You've got to you've got to face the problem. And the longer we wait to face the problem, the longer we wait to do anything about it, the harder it is to resolve the problem. So I'm, I'm to the point now, Brian, where I think I've I've done my uh, I've done due diligence. I've talked about it until I'm blue in the face, <laughs> and if if nobody wants to do anything about it, you know, just let it go, move on to something new. Uh, let's go to the uh, phones, and it is uh, Charles. Charles, good morning. How are you? Hi. Okay. About the public debt, you yeah. have to understand the nature of the public debt. The public debt cannot be paid off ever. The money does not exist to pay it off. If you look at the growth of the money supply, like M2, mm -hmm. it, was all, it was all borrowed into existence on interest. And you're not borrowing a real thing. You're borrowing something fictional. The, inter the interest part does not exist. More money must be borrowed into existence to pay last year's interest. It was designed like this. Any attempt to pay off the debt Will cause a shrinkage of the money that exists and the resulting collapse of the economy. Congress must continually deficit spend to make up the difference. And this is all from the modern money mechanics published by the Chicago branch of the Federal Reserve Board. And you have to get this firmly in your mind, and when I hear you talk about this for a while, I'll call back with a solution. Government does not government does not print money into existence. Never say that. 
it borrows it into existence on interest. It's kind of a... Um, it, it really is... is it, it, it doesn't matter. It's it's the same thing. They're creating money. That is what they're doing. Money that doesn't exist is being created. They're diluting the value of your money. And the only way to stop it is to stop spending. Stop spending. You can. That's not true. Oh, it is true. It is true. You, you, if you no. were to somehow stop spending Social Security, uh, you know, money out of the Treasury, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, uh, cut back on the military and bring them home, mm. you wouldn't need all that money going to those, uh, to those uh, uh, entities. That money could go to servicing the debt, and you could get well, out from under it. And as you start to pay the debt off because of fractional reserve banking system, the money supply is going to disappear. And when you get down to the bottom of it, there's just not enough physical money to pay it off. And for those of you who like are that. not for those of you who are not familiar with fractional reserve, uh, the way the banks loan money, uh, if you look it up uh, and, and, and you get the detail, it will make you crazy. Uh, you go and buy a house uh, or you, you sell your house and you put your money in the bank. They get to keep some of it. Uh, and then they get to create money out of it uh, that uh, it just it it'll blow your mind. It's it's so corrupt. Um, but Charles, you, you, uh, go ahead. You have to understand. You have to understand that, and then you can start working on a solution. Well, the solution starts without uh, by by not creating the demand for money that doesn't exist. All right, Charles, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the uh, Gary Nolan Show. It's a, it's a distinction without a difference, I guess, is what I was trying to say. Roger is on in Springfield. Good morning. Good morning. Is today Friday? Yes. Oh, well, I got to frost your buns for you. Fire away, like the, uh, Yeah. The uh, city council here in Springfield... I read in one of the local trade papers has spent $600,000 to hire a consulting group out of state to uh, redo the codes in Springfield. And what I believe the attempt is going to be is to get rid of the old housing lots and the people who live in these old houses because they can't keep them up and make the lots available for new development. And uh, I strongly oppose this. It, but they, they seem to have uh, a purse that has no bottom to it. You know, they spent a couple million dollars on a baseball team. They built an indoor training center for the baseball players. They haven't seen a park. They haven't fallen in love with. And uh, now they're going to make the poor people pick up some of the tab for more redevelopment and housing prices are going to go through the roof. I just got through selling uh, three apartment buildings because I'm too old to, to do it anymore. My, my taxes are $270,000 per 
per million, and I, I uh, just decided to, to pay it and, and cash on because I'm 80 years old and I can't do it anymore. My kids didn't want them, so uh, it, it's bothering me the way the country is going because as long as we all shut up and go along, everything's fine, just like the, what you said about the $400,000 a year, you know? Yeah. Uh, they take my money from me that I spent 40 years of my life obtaining, making something out of nothing, and now I got something, and they're trying to make it into nothing. That's the way government works. They're going to be successful. I don't know. They're just, somebody is trying to ruin this country, and if we don't stand up like we did the Vietnam War, they're going to succeed. The progressives. a long time, you know. The progressives have been working on this since practically the day the country was born. Uh, And they haven't stopped. They have been relentless. Well, we used to have something called, when I lived in Watts in L.A., when I was a teenager, we had something that it was called sidewalk justice. So if those guys that beat up a cop there, the chances are they would have fell down, you know, when we caught up with them. <laughs> they would have fallen down, yeah. All right. Yeah, you did. All right, I'll I, see you. I get it, Good though, show. Roger. Thank you. I hey, understand. That, that that's a pyramid scheme, that uh, government uh, funding. Yep, <laughs> it is. Roger, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, Brian's hitting the button. So that means uh, we got to pause for just a few minutes. But, well, well we've got, uh, we got so much more that we need to talk about. And uh, we'll do that next on the Gary Nolan Show. The House Republicans pass a tax bill for Democrats and Gucci Gulch. It's 10 to 10, and, you know, I, I was going to head in a different direction, but I just heard this Jennifer Griffin question from F- uh, Fox News talking to Lloyd Austin, and I listened to uh, the question, which was really, uh, well, ballsy, if you will, and his answer, which was, frankly... Un- understandable. You know, we we ha- we sustained this attack. It killed several members of the U.S. military. We talked about this when right after it happened. And my conclusion was, you know, what I would do is, is say, well, what does this have to do with national defense? If it has nothing to do with national defense, then bring the military home. If there is a, 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 a connection to, milita- to a national defense, then find out who did it. In this case, it's uh, Iran by proxy, and you go after Iran. You go to war with them. You take them out. So you got two choices. If it's defense, if it really has something to do with protecting America, you go to war. If it doesn't, you got to go to Congress and, and get it declared. If you can't make that connection then the problem here is we are where we don't belong. Bring them home. Well, the the, the typically tepid uh, answer from the administration is, we're going to respond, we're not going to tell you how and when, it'll be of our choosing, and it, it's it's been a non-response. If you're going to send a message after we were attacked, 
if you thought that it 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 required a, a military response, you'd start doing it right away. You'd have contingency plans that were already in place, and you'd go ahead and and make your move. Uh, understand, I'm not I'm not endorsing that. I think we should be bringing the people home. But if you were going to leave them in harm's way and you wanted to send a message, you'd have to you'd have to snap into action. Well, we've been really kind of kind of slow on the uptake here. Uh, the time to send a message has come and gone irreversibly. So, we're not going to send them a message. But the the problem with uh waiting so long to do anything is that it becomes even less effective when you do respond. And that's what Jennifer Griffith uh, pointed out uh, when she asked this question of Lloyd Austin. Here's the audio. There's been a lot of telegraphing about targeting and responding to the drone strike, so much so that the Iranian proxy leaders have left the country. Some are back in, in Tehran. Um, has there been too much telegraphing, or is the point not to kill any Iranian commanders? Now I'm going to talk because it took him so long to figure um, out what to say that it would be dead air. So he's still waiting. Regarding the strike on the 8th, Jen, um, that strike was, uh, was planned, and I, I had made recommendations to the president on, uh, on, on actions that we should carry out. Uh, and and president made a decision, uh, and based upon that decision, Authorities were pushed down to the central command commander, uh, and as you know, a strike like that, uh, you can't pick the precise time when that strike is going to take place. You want to minimize collateral damage. You want to make sure that you have everything right. And so uh, the uh, subordinate commander had the controls on that particular strike. So that uh, I was very much involved in the, in the in planning and the recommendations for that, and we knew that that would take place uh, uh, within a matter of days. Um, in terms of uh, telegraphing about strikes and whether or not um, uh, people uh, leave or would have left, you know, I won't speculate uh, on uh, on any of that. I would just tell you that uh, you know it, we will have a, a multi-tiered response. Uh, and uh, and again, we have the ability to uh, uh, to respond uh, a number in a, a number of times depending on what the situation is. What the hell was that? What the what the hell was that? Do do you understand him? Uh, he's just uh, deflecting. They don't have an answer. He told Biden about it, and Biden didn't know. Well, I don't know. What is that audio you play from Charlie Brown? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, word salad. <laughs> Even taking lessons from Kamala. Good Lord, that you understand. If you wanted to send a message, you'd, you'd snap into action. We've known. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, saying "don't" has has not worked. We knew that from just about the you know ten minutes after Biden said "don't." Because they were attacking, they they've been firing missiles at us ever since. So you'd think that you know there's a possibility, Mr. President, that one of these missiles just it might just strike home. Uh, we might lose some personnel. We need to come up with a plan right now on where we're going to go and what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, 
so that we can send a clear message that this is, you know, this is uh, was a costly mistake on their part. But apparently that didn't exactly happen. And it's taken them, you know, they took days and days and days. And now the people responsible for organizing the attack have gone into hiding. They've gone back to Iran. And you, of course, don't want to go into Iran because that raises, uh, you know, the, the heat in the Middle East. Turns it into a greater war. It's like we're standing in quicksand. Nobody will do anything to pull us out. And, and, and we're, just, we're going down on every single level. I don't care if it's uh, foreign policy, domestic policy, spending. We just, we don't fix the problems. We just pretend we're, we're just bullheaded. They're, they're just, um, they're just screwing the pooch in the Middle East. They, they just are. Gather up every man and woman that we have sent over there and bring them home. I, I ran over a list of, I think, uh, 10 or 11 other places around the world where we have active military engagements. Bring them home. Bring them all home. If you, if you really wanted to, to do the right thing by the United States uh, and her people, you bring the, those military home. Uh, leaving them there is leaving them vulnerable. And there's and, 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 and by your own admission, Mr. President, there is nothing you can do because you don't want to go into Iran and you don't want to expand this uh, this war, so you are just leaving American military personnel vulnerable to attack. And by the way, has anybody looked up the cost of the uh, anti-drone missiles that we're firing? There's a sneaking suspicion on my part that they're firing a $1,000 drone at us and we're firing a million-dollar missile to take it down. I, uh, somewhere I heard the cost of the uh, the uh, defense mechanisms, and they're way more expensive than the bombs they're lobbing at us. All right, we had a murder in Columbia. We will chat about it. The news god of Zimmer Radio will be in on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 